Dangles, do you think Baker Mayfield is going to land in the top 32 in our QB rankings at the end of the year? I mean, he's a starter. He almost has to, right? We we, we eviscerate one another during that list. Yes. If anyone anyone should deign to put a starting quarterback, you guys you guys raked me across the coals when I suggested that Sam Darnold was not very good last year, and who was right about that? Um, I, I so, think he had him like 47 or something. He's you had him like 25th. Oh my God! It Tony, was like absurdly that's, that's high, and you couldn't lie, believe <laughs> you couldn't believe Sam that I had him so boys. low. That's okay. Dangles, I, I'm Dangle, fine. Dangles underrate. Dangles, Dangles didn't list him low enough. If you think Sam Darnold's <laughs> yeah, a top right? 47 quarterback, you 47? are incorrect, sir. On black bass stats in the pocket hole, squad fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and we are the West Coast Gamblers, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and the only gambling show that makes you money. And we are here to talk about Week 17 in the NFL. Today's show is going to be very fun. I can't wait to get into it. We have some New Year's resolutions we're going to hand out for some teams because, you know, we got we got a, a, a sparked. Our little, our, our little imagination was sparked by the lovely librarian that asked Bill Belichick what his New Year's resolutions were <laughs> after they lost this recent Sunday. We also have a double gravestone segment today to end the show. Dr. Dangles is going to help Drew out with a little problem that he has, but right now we're going to talk directly to Dangles and the crew because a lot has happened this weekend and we need to talk about it. Uh, yours truly is still the leader in the clubhouse in the King of the Coast game that we play only two more weeks for regular season King of the Coast. I have 73 points on the year. The best record gambling-wise, however, goes to Dangles, who is still catching up. He won the week last week and now has 72 points on the year. And in third place, although not far behind at all, 71 points on the year for Schaefer the Sharp. Guys, we've been doing this for 16 weeks. And two points separate all three of us at this point in the season. I couldn't have planned it any other way. I'm very excited. Yeah, to we see also, wait, you planned this? Yeah, <laughs> he planned it, uh, Dangles, just like we planned teasing the uh, the Ravens when it was announced that uh, Josh Johnson would start and the line moved to yeah, seven because I'm, well. I'm, I'm in a habit of teasing. I'm in, I'm in a habit of teasing seven point. Uh, road division opponents with Josh Jansen at the helm. So, yeah, we'll take those two pay- points and put yeah. it up your uh, rectum, Tony Squares. I'm but, so you know, it's mad. a COVID world we live in, so I won't even bitch at it besides this once, but that's a joke. I'm that's so joke. mad. I'm so mad about our recording schedule because I definitely would not have placed that bet had I known that Tyler Huntley would not be starting that game. But uh, eh, here we are. It's it's ugh, It's been a rough week. I'm out of fantasy. My Patriots lost. I just, uh, I just. Uh, I, I, before I'm, I'm before we get to the here. Patriots, <laughs> collect yourself, Daggles. Before we get I'm to the trying. Patriots, I'm trying. It's been Bills a rough game. weekend, Tony Squares. Before we get to the Bills game, I have to say the only reason Daggles has caught up 
to us is because he hit his Brinks truck bet of the LA Rams minus two and a half at Minnesota. Matt Stafford tried his best to not cover yes, that game, <laughs> but the Rams still covered. Uh, Drew, I might have made the worst Brinks truck bet in the history of this show when I took the Pittsburgh Steelers plus seven and a half at Kansas City. That game mm-hmm. was never close to being covered. I tried to play the COVID game. I tried to prognosticate more COVID positives for Kansas City when we bet early in the week. That was not the case. They got most of the players back worst bet we've made all year until you took for your Briggs truck bet the Washington football team plus 10 and a half and Dallas scored more points on Washington than has ever been scored in the first half ever uh so we're not doing too well headed into week 17 my guy well it made a lot of sense you know in two games that I actually took Washington football team against the Cowboys they've been outscored in the first quarter a combined 39 nothing um not great. Uh, so you're not gonna you're not gonna win many bets I'm watching that game I was texting you guys like I, I, I don't know I I'm just I'm just so Taylor Heineke I mean looks incompetent like not even like like doesn't look bad he looks incompetent we've had some incompetent quarterback play this year but that's a game as soon as the ball goes up um you know it is not your night no and uh that got out of hand quickly so hey went to bed early didn't have to sweat that one um but we move on speaking of incompetent we had a couple of incompetent results happen this weekend the los angeles chargers who are seemingly an afc playoff team lose to davis mills and the houston texans and by god davis mills is vaulting up our West Coast Gamblers QB rankings. Can't wait to see where he lands at the end of the year. We also had uh, Dangles, your New England Patriots, who have lost the past two weeks in embarrassing fashion, give up the division, the AFC East, to the away team Buffalo Bills, who absolutely spanked you guys and deservingly won that game. And for a man whose voice is talking right now, who you guys know, if you listen to the show, how much I dislike or disapprove uh, of Josh Allen as a, a, a successful quarterback. That man played the game of his career against you guys right there. You're licking your wounds right now, but you have two easy games coming up, Jacksonville and Miami, to close it out. you got to win both to make the playoffs. But when you get to the playoffs, how are you feeling, this, this Pats fan, on this lovely Tuesday show? Well, I mean... Look, you know, and I'll, I think I'll, I'll get to this a little more when we get to our uh, New Year's resolutions. But I, I don't think, as a fan, you can't you, you can look at this team and not help but wonder a little bit, you know, whether they're really built for the playoffs. And I gotta be honest with you, I kind of lean no right now. Like, I they're a good team down the stretch here. The defense can keep them in games, but there's no way around it. Mac Jones has to be better in the first half. He's putting up like, you know, double digit numbers in the first half of the last few games. And I mean, the the story of that game, besides Josh Allen being an absolute stud and just carving us up defensively, um, was an inability to convert on third down and and, and fourth down. The Bills were like 50% on third down. Meanwhile, the Patriots had like one conversion on third down and, and they weren't making good plays in first. And so you end up in a lot of third and long situations. So like that's a microcosm of a bigger issue, right? You got to finish, you got to complete, you got to, you, you, especially at this point in the year. So, I mean, look, these are not, I mean, the Jacksonville game should be a gimme. Um, if they lose that, I'm going to have probably an existential crisis about my fandom. Um, but the They're Miami game, the, the they shouldn't game. lose that game. The Miami game is obviously not a given. They're a tough team. They're a good defense. Um, if Tua plays anything like he did against the hapless New Orleans Saints tonight, we should be okay. But, I mean, look, yeah, it, it's tough, right? You know, coming down the stretch here, obviously we're no longer in control of the AFC East. 
I'm just hoping we can, you know, we can get, we can limp to the playoffs and, and, and then start to figure it out. But, um, and I'll, again, I'll have more to say on this later on, but I, having said all that kind of starting to look ahead, I don't think we're in a bad position compared to some other teams. Uh, I mean, you're not in a bad position regular season wise, but you're in a bad position when it comes to the actual playoffs because that defense might be, you know, a, a, a world stopper. You can't really pass on them. They're a very aggressive defense. Judon's awesome, but if Mac Jones continues to hit this rookie wall that he seems to be hitting, you guys can run on anybody, but you're not going to be able to beat the Kansas City, the Buffalo, no, the Cincinnati's right. of the world. Uh, that's what, Drew. What, what what matchup is advantageous for the Patriots at this point in the playoffs? I mean, that's my question. Well, and that's I mean, just what, it. Who's, well, especially if they know, don't get the home field advantage. I mean, who could you possibly face on the road and feel comfortable Tennessee. going up against? If you can, that? if you can score on, Oof. if you can score Not on the Henry Patriots, back. if you can put the ball in the end zone, like that's the issue that teams have. The sc- teams they've run the score up on, by and large, have yeah. been crummy teams. You know what I mean? If you can score on them, it's just a matter. It's just a matter of stopping Mac and 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 that offense. If you can shut the run game down, there's not a lot going. I mean, they had you know they had Kendrick Bourne in that game and he was barely he was barely a factor I think you do see the lack of having a speedy outside wide receiver how much that hurt them and not being able to stretch the field with Nelson Aguilar being missing but I mean I I guess my point Tony was kind of like going forward looking beyond the playoffs and looking to next season because I just I mean I you know I know Patriots fans aren't going to like to hear this but He's I don't think we're going I don't think we're no I'm just saying I'm saying looking ahead you know kind of thinking long term about this and comparatively to where where other teams could be with a rookie quarterback here I think we're in okay shape and I'll talk a little more about that later well speaking about teams that are in okay shape for this year and for years in the future Drew I know you wanted to talk about a man who accomplished something that only four other or three other QBs he became the fourth to do so in the regular season 525 passing yards for Joey Burrow against a decrepit Baltimore team and I do love how Zach Taylor kept on calling the long bombs late against Baltimore who has done shit like that in the past that was Ah, oh, chef's kiss. Beautiful. But Joey Burrow, uh, everything you would want out of a number one overall pick. And that team is dangerous offensively. Pretty awesome. I mean, I think he kind of earlier in the year, I think he got kind of, uh, I don't want to say left behind. No one was forgetting about him, but everyone was all about the second coming of Jesus Christ. That was Justin Herbert at the time. And I think mm. people definitely can kind of uh, sleep on Joey Burrow in that class and obviously draft number one overall. And can't help but watching him his post game presser with a Santa Claus hat on his shirt, just his <laughs> kind his of straight crab t shirt. Love that. You know he he doesn't he doesn't look like a world class athlete by any stretch. He just seems like a cool dude that you want to have a beer with uh, that has his teammates back. And it's it, it's shocking to say this because obviously before the season I was very low in Cincinnati as I was Arizona, but Arizona kind of established themselves as like the the first three month team of the season, right? They were like at yep. one point one of the highest teams in PFF and. You know, I know this is maybe an overreaction because how the Cardinals have been playing versus how the Bengals have been playing, but I'd be hard-pressed to find, you know, regardless of what happens the rest of this year, you could make a strong argument that the Bengals could be in a better situation than the Arizona Cardinals overall. I mean, with Chase and Boyd and Higgins and Joe Mixon and a defense that's getting better. And, and Joey Burrow, man, I mean, you know, uh, what's the classic uh, – remember the Titans – uh, quote uh, about leadership uh, is of course escaping to me. This is really good podcasting. I'll get it in a minute, <laughs> but Joey Burrow, natural born attitude reflects leadership captain. That's what I want. And Joey, Joey Burrow's <laughs> attitude reflects leadership. 
I like him a lot. Talking about looking long term, like what's been the criticism of the Bengals for all of this time? You know, you know, besides head coach, but the big criticism I feel like we come back to every year is that offensive line, right? You don't throw for twenty five hundred and twenty five yards or whatever the fuck it was with a bad offensive line. Like you can't no. you just don't. You just don't. So like if I'm a Cincinnati Bengals, this is great, right? No matter what happens, these issues that have plagued this franchise for years and years, they seem to be getting on top of them. They have an offense that can score with anyone in the NFL. They add some playmakers to that defense and really make them like a formidable unit, and they're already pretty good. You know, this is a team that's going to contend every single year in the AFC North if Joey Burrow and, I mean, all these guys are young. Mixon, Higgins, Boyd's a little little older, but obviously Jamar Chase in his first year. I, I think if you're a Bengals fan, there's nothing but looking up. Let's talk about that division real quick, too. We got the Steelers in the twilight. Of mm-hmm. The change is coming for the Steelers, obviously. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the Ravens, once uh, dominant regular season form, seemed to have kind of come to a crashing halt based on, Jamar, uh, based on Lamar's health. And then you got the Browns, which I think is, is, is going to be one of the most <laughs> incredible off-seasons in recent history with yeah, this Baker really Mayfield character. And, like, what do they do? I mean, what do they do? So not only are they kind of peaking at the right time, uh, or I should say peaking, they're, they're starting, I would say, their ascent to their peak. I think they're in a really good spot in this division. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't believe it, but here uh, a couple days before the end of the year 2021, the Bengals, high on my nice list, I'll tell you that much. Well, they got a big matchup this week. I'm sure we'll talk about it on Thursday, Cincinnati, Kansas City. That's going to be, be juicy. Kansas City needs to win one more game to get the number one overall seed. Can Cincinnati stop them from doing so? Because Cincinnati's now in the mix for it as well. It's going to be, be a, a wonderful high game. high over in that game, or rather a high total in that game, I yeah. should say. Uh, before we move on, though, Drewby, uh, you just mentioned this, and I did want to bring it up. Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. I know they're one of your teams that you're going to present a New Year's resolution for, but I have to say... We can't be getting the, the, the mass amount of Baker commercials next year that we're getting this year, right? Like at some point, State yeah. Farmer, Progressive, whoever they are, they have to move on, right? You know, it's like, remember we had that segment we were vetting, Tony, about comparing PGA yeah. golfers to NFL quarterbacks? Well, Baker Mayfield is Ricky Fowler, likable guy, great commercial, never wins, uh, doesn't really <laughs> compete at this point. And, and it's just like... Watching that game, and I will say, I got to get one jab in here on the Packers fan over there. Best team in the NFC, but I just have never seen a team get away with more last-minute fucking calls <laughs> in my life. A pure tug, a pure tug that caused the pick, by the way. It wasn't like incidental contact. It wasn't 50-50. It was a tug that extended the secondary guy past DPJ, whatever. Uh, I was on the Packers teaser, so I was happy. But um, Baker, man, I and, and I, I've heard this, I think, from um, Jeff Schwartz or maybe Ross Tucker, but like, who, who give? Why would the Browns give him a big contract this year? I don't. I mean, it's going to be very bizarre. I mean, it's like, how do you give him a big contract? I don't know. He's 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 not the answer in my book. No, yeah. no. He's regressed. He's, he's went from he's, he's went from good rookie, terrible second year, great third year, regression fourth year. Is that is that a guy you want to put all your eggs in one basket in the future? I don't think so. I'm a little worried. Uh, I'd be a little bit worried if I was Cleveland. But there is. I mean, listen. You got to look at this not just from the football perspective, but you got to look at it from like contract, salary cap, all that stuff. Do they have control over him for one more year? He's probably going to stay there for one more year, as is another guy that I'm going to be talking about for my New Year's resolution. But before we get there, before we dive into the very funny, I'm very excited to hear what you guys have to say. I know my three are going to make y'all laugh, my New Year's resolutions. And again, Thank you to that lovely lady who brought up that question because you gave us the segment for the show. 
I, I can't thank you enough. We had nothing before you came, and I'm very happy that you did. Let's move on to the doctor himself, Mr. Dr. Dangles. We don't have many more times with this man, and we still need all the help we can get. So let's hit up the doctor, and that is coming up next. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast. Okay, we've got New Year's resolutions coming up. We're each going to pick three teams, or we each have picked three teams, and we're going to share something we think that they are going to be working on in the new year or that they should be working on if they're not already paying attention to it. But first, we got to work through our problems. Another week of bets in the book means another list of gripes, another uh, slate of bad beats for us to walk through. So it's time for us to get real and raw, and let's feel our feelings with Dr. Dangles. Well, Schaefer the Sharp, I think I'd like to start with you today, uh, if we can. Uh, I feel like Tony Squares has, 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 has uh, had some issues the last few weeks, but uh, I know there was a, a rough football game on uh, Sunday evening that, that you had some stake in. So so why don't you tell me a little bit about what's what's ailing you? Well, thanks, Doctor, uh, for the floor here. Yeah, it was a rough football game uh, with a rough football team. And uh, part of, you know, uh, the beauty of the NFL is uh, when you're a child and, and, and you're watching TV, it's just so fun to see the matchups on the bottom line, right? You know, the Packers versus the Lions, the Cowboys versus the Giants, the Steelers versus the Browns. And you can kind of get the imagery in your head of these two teams battling on the gridiron. And, well, I've done this more than once uh, this year, Doctor, but especially on Sunday when I backed up the Brinks truck on uh, a football team with no mascot, uh, their, their, their mascot list, they're faceless. It's kind of like betting uh, the man in the iron mask if there is nothing behind the iron mask. It's just the Washington football team. A team, a team has and, no uh, name. A team that has no name, correct. And uh, when you think about a team that has no name facing anything, a cowboy, a lion, uh, a packer, a uh, 49er, uh, how would a team conquer any of these objects that they're playing against? It, it seems so easy in hindsight, but I think I might just corrected myself there doctor why the fuck am i betting on a football team with no mascot can you tell me well you know i i'd love to sit here and tell you that for sure that that was just a bad move to begin with and that you should never bet on mascots but uh, my wife is living proof that you can bet on mascots and beat your husband at march madness brackets year after year after Mm. year uh, so at least in the context of that sport, it it, it does uh, it does seem to work. Um, but on the other hand, when you're betting on a team that not only has no name, but that if uh, you were to bet the total on number of scandals affecting a team in a given year, they would have hit the mm-hmm. over by like week six. Um, so yeah, I mean, 
but did any but then I think you gotta also give yourself a little bit of a break because did anyone really think that that game was gonna end 56 to 14 like you could ask I the sharpest the sharpest of Tony shut up right. you could ask the sharp sharpest of sharps and they probably wouldn't have been able to they they would have told you that game was was a little bit closer uh, uh, so maybe maybe the moniker going forward is that if a team has no name a team has no bet oh perfect wonderful Tony Squares, uh, what about you? What have you? Uh, what have, oh, what have you got? I'm allowed to talk now. You I'm are. Just you sure are. I'm allowed to have a. You part are. Of this you session. are now. You are now. Uh, After now that I, I was I, trying to say how much I believed in Dallas all year, but no, it's okay. I, I keep on going with your session. I just want to say I've been leading King of the Coast the whole damn time. It was tied last week, but now I've crept ahead. I'm one point ahead of the doctor. I'm two points ahead of the sharp, and I just, you know, I'm walking down the street getting my coffee this morning. I just have that little, you know, hair standing up in the back of your neck feeling like feel like something's over your shoulder i always feel like somebody's watching me is playing in the vinyl shop as i'm walking by like there's just things going on in my head and i'm trying to ease my anxiety with the final picks i have to make this year but i know you guys are right in my heels and i, I don't know if you can prescribe me anything that might level me out a little bit but i need a little help can't really sleep at night duh. yeah well i would say two things one stay confident and two Give your little rearview mirror a little, because I'm coming for you, motherfucker. And so is Shay for the sharp. And that is it for Doctor Dangles. We're on to New Year's resolutions. West, West, West Coast gamblers. All right, and now that I am even more anxious and uh, nervous <laughs> from what the doctor said at the end of our session here, we move forward because that's all you can do. <laughs> we move forward. <laughs> it was a squeaky mirror. What do you want? <laughs> It's time to talk about New Year's resolutions. Bill Belichick, the king himself, got asked what his New Year's resolution was after an awkward pause. He says, uh, no, I don't have any, not yet. <laughs> Ask me next week. <laughs> We're going to talk about them this week because we've been thinking we have three teams that we each have New Year's resolutions for that we want these teams to look forward into the future and be better in the year that is coming up. Shay for the Sharp, let's start with you. I believe you're going to start with a team that uh, is already eliminated from the playoffs and pretty much is right there for the one or two slot in the draft, none other than your Detroit Lions, correct? That's correct. I'm going to be doing New Year's resolutions for uh, a trio of teams with mascots as jungle cats. I call it the Pretty Kitty Trio. I'm going to lead it off with my... Detroit Lions. Before you go, and the only reason he said that is because he asked me to call him the pretty kitty and I wouldn't do it. So I'm happy he still got it in there. I'm happy he found a way to still get it in there. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Tony Squares. You're absolutely right. You're right. Um, so I'm going to start out with my hometown, Detroit Lions. And guys, what's something you learn as a kid, whether it be your parents, grandparents, you know, the value of, drum roll please, saving money. Lions, Let's save money this mm. calendar year. And what that means, what that means is you do, you do need to go in to the 2022 regular season with Mr. Jared Goff as your quarterback. But mm. Drew, he makes so much money. Why would you do that? I'll tell you why. This is the last year of a major cap charge on on their salary cap, meaning he has a massive number in the 40 millions. Next year, it decreases by 75%. This team 
you you saw their spirit the last four weeks, guys. They are really playing inspired football. Mm-hmm. I think they are live. To, unfortunately, and this is where it sucks. I think they're live to win out. Honestly, if the Packers have everything wrapped up by week eighteen, and yeah. that Seahawks team is completely done, so I do think they're live to win out. But that team, I think, can compete. Uh, through the draft, through Jared Goff in the offseason with a full offseason of getting acclimated with that offense. So I would, I would, the Lions aren't a quarterback away. They're not a season away. Let's save your money, Lions. Let's eat Mr. Goff one more year and let's build towards the future. Save the money, kitties. Build through the draft. No splashy free agents. Some one year contracts. Stick with Goff one more year. That's my New Year's, New Year's resolution for the Detroit Lions. It's a lot. It's a lot for them to handle, but I think they can do it. And you're right. They are live to win out. I mean, they yeah. almost beat an Atlanta team that is somehow still in the playoff hunt. And it was, if it wasn't for Tim Boyle throwing an interception on the five-yard line at the end of the game, as Tim Boyle is wont to do, they very well could have won that game. Sitting on Mon Ross St. Brown was another fantasy m- mistake I made in a slew of them to kick me out of the fantasy playoffs this weekend. Dangles, your first resolution. Well, uh, I'm going to go south, and I'm going to start with another team that is already out of the playoffs and also vying for the number one or number two slot in the draft, and that is the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this Mm. year, we, the Jacksonville Jaguars, resolve not to fuck up this coaching hire. I mean, good God, there is such a huge opportunity here for this team to make good on a number of issues. I mean, and, and now, drafting, it does fall a lot in the hands of the GM, but Head coaches, as we know, are very involved in the drafting process, picking guys out that they want. And the Jaguars, for a decade, have just made poor choices. You guys remember Luke Jokel? You remember him? He was like the yeah. hottest offensive lineman coming out of college. They took him second overall. He hasn't played since 2017. Justin Blackman, I was there for his press conference the day that he came to Jacksonville. He played two years and couldn't uh, couldn't get it together off the field, had substance abuse issues. And then you've got the litany of high picks that have gone somewhere else and had success. Dante Fowler was third overall. He's gone. Jalen Ramsey, fifth overall. He's gone. Leonard Fournette, fourth overall. He's gone. Allen Robinson, he was 61st, but went to went to to, to Chicago, eh, he hasn't been that successful. And uh, Blaine Gabbard, who's now a Super Bowl champion, wasn't obviously massively successful, but he's got a ring. I know we've talked about whether the Jags want someone experienced for this role, and I, I definitely think there's an argument to be made there, especially considering this last venture into an unproven NFL head coach. But I really think there's an argument to be made for bringing in somebody like a Kellen Moore or a Byron Leftwich who could really energize this locker room, even without that experience, because guys don't want to stay there. And I think that's evidenced by what I just said about all these guys leaving. They come, they get drafted, and then a few years in, they're like, I'm not ever going to win on this team, with the exception of that 2007 Saxonville team. They're like, I'm not going to win. I want to go somewhere else where I can actually have a chance to win. They need, I think, someone who can energize that team and make guys want to come play there. Maybe if they're not going to win right away, to play for someone who they think can get the team together. So I think that the Jaguars need to resolve not to fuck up this coaching hire. I don't trust them to do that, Dangle. Sadly, (laughs) sadly, I don't trust them to do that. Um, Well, since we're all starting off with a bad team, let me go next. Uh, This is a team that I picked to be the worst team this season, and they're not there uh, this year, but they're pretty damn close, and it's the New York football Giants. And my New Year's resolution for this team is to turn the car around. 
A story came out earlier this week that they are going to keep both Daniel Jones and head coach Joe Judge on for the 2022 season. Obviously, there have been uh, rumors that Dave Gettleman, the GM, will not be kept. He'll, he'll go off into retirement and they'll have a new guy making draft picks and roster moves and all that. But to continue with Daniel Jones and Joe Judge uh, at this point, after what you've seen over the past few years, is a remarkable mistake. Daniel Jones, I get it because, you know, you drafted him so early and with all the contract stuff, you still have your fifth year option on the guy. You kind of have to see him under contract for one more year. I get that. Plus, there's no guy in the draft this year that makes a whole lot of sense to go with the early picks that you have. I get the Daniel Jones thing. The Joe Judge keeping him on after what you've seen out of this man and the way he's coached this team is a, a, a mistake that I can't comprehend. He's one of the worst coaches in the league. His offense is one of the worst uh, 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 units in the league. His defense is one of the worst units in the league. His special teams, which he coached in New England, is one of the worst units in the league. Joe Judge does not deserve to be a head coach on the team. Four people retired in training camp before the season began rather than play for this man. That should have been signs enough. So when this story came out, that they're going to keep Joe Judge and Daniel Jones. My immediate thought for their New Year's resolution is to turn the car around before it's too late. Because if you don't, I'll be making the same bet I made this year that you'll be the worst team in the National Football League in the year of 2022. Schaefer the Sharp, technical difficulties aside, what's your second New Year's resolution? Well... The first one was we're going to save some money with the Jungle Cats team. And this one I'm going to go down south to Ohio to a Cincinnati Bengals team we just spoke on that might be approaching, quote-unquote, their championship window. So their New Year's resolution is to, drumroll please, spend some money, as Dangles referred to her in the show. This is a team where they have all the offensive prowess weapons to make an impact in this league for years to come. So guess what? They do have some salary cap space. What do they do? They need to spend money. Dangles referenced earlier, this is, a, this is a franchise that is known for not spending money. But guess what? You have your biggest asset in Joe Burrow. Get a tackle to protect him. Taron Armstrong, uh, Orlando Brown Jr. potentially could be free agents at the end of this year. Eric Fisher the same way. These are bona fide left tackles. They signed Riley Reef to a one-year deal, guys. A one-year deal. They need to find a tackle to protect Joe Burrow's blind side, to give Joey Burrow more time to hit all those awesome receivers, to open up lanes for Joe Mixon, maybe make a splash on the defensive side of the ball. Spend money, Bengals. Spend the money. I like that. I like that a lot. Again, I don't know if they'll do it with the owner that they have. Dangles, what do you got for your second New Year's resolution? Well, I'm going to go to my New England Patriots here for a, a, a New Year's resolution. Um, and I, I'm not going to try to break people's brains here. I'm not going to try to do do anything crazy. In fact, this is a very Patriots resolution, and I think, I think it fits well. We, the New England Patriots, in 2022 resolve to stay the course. I think this team <laughs> – I know it's not a sexy take after a loss like that, but I really do I, – seriously, I really do think we have – Do your have, job. My we, your resolution because, is to do your job. Because with the roster we have right now, we're already a playoff contender. And if a couple things go a little bit differently, you know, maybe we're, you know, in the talk of the AFC East Divisional Champ. We go 7-9 and nine with Cam Newton last year who missed a bunch of games due to COVID. And now here's, uh, you know, this season with Mac Jones. 
I, I think they're honestly a player or two away from being a true contender, somebody who can break a game open. Maybe, you know, ideally for me, uh, this is a wide receiver. Now you're looking at some names, uh, you know, out there like Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, Devontae Adams may be a free agent next year. I don't know if don't he's going to want to go to New England. I'm just saying he's going to be a free agent. And if Aaron Rodgers isn't there, do you think he's going to want to stay and catch passes from Jordan I, Love? I don't. Franchise tag. I don't. <laughs> um, so I would love to see them go out and get someone who like really scares you know an, a, a defense on the team because they've got a great run game they've got an okay offensive line if they get rid of Isaiah Wynn they've got a good young quarterback in Mac Jones and they've got a very good defense uh you know that we did just get see get torn up but you had I mean that ki- Isaiah McKenzie kid was just running circles around our our slot corner Miles Bryant who's subbing in for Jonathan Jones who's our fastest corner and has been on IR all season long I think we're in a good spot and I think the the kicker here is that's okay. It's okay to stay the course. For a team only removed two years from losing the greatest quarterback in the history of football, we're in a great position with this young quarterback and this young team and a competitive defense that keeps us in games. Stay the course, New England Patriots. Make little tweaks here and there, but we're on the right track. I hope so, Dangles, and I hope they're on the right track for the final two games of the year or else we're all going to lose that Rookie of the Year ticket. I'm very, <laughs> yes. very fucking worried about that. But my second resolution on the year is another team that I had high hopes for at the beginning of the season, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Listen, I did not think that Big Ben and Co. were going to win a Super Bowl, but I thought that they would find a way when seven teams in the AFC make the playoffs. I thought they would find a way to be one of those teams. Now, they still have a chance. They have Cleveland and Baltimore at the end of the year. Not exactly world beaters, but they're going to need some help with that tie to the Lions in order to find their way into the playoffs. My New Year's resolution for Mike Tomlin and Co. is to get with the times. Because this team continuously, yes, they have Big Ben who's not going to be there anymore. Obviously, Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins can't be the answer in Pittsburgh. They're going to need to find a new quarterback. But the problems are so much more than the quarterback position. Their offensive line is in shambles. But for the first time, I can remember in Mike Tomlin's career, this is a poorly coached team and a poorly run organization the offense is just miserable ever uh, yeah, warren sharps of the world call out how bad the offense is run but the players chase claypool making stupid plays deontay johnson carrying the ball like it's a loaf of bread and getting it taken away from him, not making easy catches the defense missing assignments and calling plays in today's nfl where you have a dn covering a slot receiver and thinking that's going to work continuously the, the 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 lack of ingenuity when it comes to going forward on fourth down and doing all these things that these new wave coaches do Tomlin refuses to do and I understand that can be your stance you can zag when other people zig but at, at certain points you have to see what's working and what's not and what's keeping you behind the Joneses and not being able to keep up with the rest of the world and this team needs to get with the times new offensive coordinator new defensive coordinator new pieces to be able to get everyone in charge i don't think tomlin deserves to leave but this team deserves a little bit of getting in line they need to figure shit out because they're not the pittsburgh steelers that you and i remember so that's my new year's resolution for you figure it out and get with the times last one of the day let's go to shea for the sharp well tony i'm kind of going to piggyback off you because i'm going to my last jungle cat here and talking to the NFC South, good friend of the program, Thomas Wortham. I'm calling out the Carolina Panthers, and I'm calling out specifically Matt Rule. Mm. And his news resolution is find 
your goddamn quarterback. Okay. <laughs> this is this is too this is a bunch of nonsense at this point. You're quoting Jay Z saying it's got seven years to build anything, saying I a thousand percent know it's working. I apologize you can't see the progress. <laughs> you should apologize, because you know why? Where the fuck's the progress, Matt? You 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 have Teddy Two Gloves kind of give you a five hundred team last year. You go out, you sign Darnold, which I wasn't even like I didn't even hate the move, honestly, because it was kind of no risk. You bring in Cam Newton. What are you doing? You're supposed to be some offensive guru. You get Joe Brady, you fire him. This is this Hi, is a disaster. My- Where is Joe Brady, by the way? He's serving fries. Yeah, this is the, what, what's going on. And Evers all Carolina. They got such a great young defense. Oh my God. They're you know, they got all these playmakers. Find your quarterback. If that's going to be in the draft, I think they picked seven though for all. I'd be definitely happy with trading back in the middle of the first round, grabbing one of the first quarterbacks off the board. But find a quarterback. Don't give me this nonsense, this this plug and play, this band-aid stuff. Attach yourself, commit, Matt Rule. Commit to the quarterback of your future. And let's see what you got, because I think you suck. <laughs> happy New Year's. Get, get those get those out now all right new year new me we're getting our anger out now sin today we're free tomorrow dangles what do you got my third resolution is for the cleveland browns and mm. my resolution for the cleveland browns is learn to manage expectations i mean we were talking about this team as a Super Bowl contender. We weren't the only ones talking about them as a Super Bowl contender at the start of this year. All the signs pointed, you know, you got a, a head coach coming off of a, a, you know, this team's first playoff win and God knows how long and a guy is actually able to get this team together. Baker Mayfield had an okay season last year. He got one of the best running backs in the NFL and one of the best duos in the NFL if we're going to go that far. Um, but I, I honestly think that those expectations might have got to them a little bit this year. I think they might have heard the talk. I think they, they knew or they thought they were better than they actually are, and then they get out on the field, and you start to see some of these holes show up, and Baker's maybe not as good as 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 build or maybe not as and maybe that one season that he did have where he was great was more of a flash in the pan than something to be relied on going forward so look it's okay to be in again it's okay to be in this situation the browns haven't won in a long time and when you you know what do you do what do you do when you are broke forever and then suddenly you come into an boatload of money you want to spend it all right away right you want to you want to do that thing that you haven't been able to do for the long time for the longest time the Browns haven't been able to win for the longest time and now they're you know expected to win seven or eight games this is a team that needs to manage its expectations going into next year know what you are know what you're not and we'll see what happens because there's definitely talent there they can obviously compete but uh this year just you know they haven't been able to do it in those close games in those important games dangles do you think baker mayfield is going to land in the top 32 in our qb rankings at the end of the year i mean he's a starter he almost has to right we 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 eviscerate one another during that list if anyone anyone should deign to put a starting quarterback. You guys, you guys raked me across the coals when I suggested that Sam Darnold was not very good last year, and who was right about that? Um, I, I so, think he had him like forty-seven or something. He's you had him like twenty-fifth. Oh my god! It Tony, was like absurdly that's, that's high, and you couldn't lie, believe. <laughs> you couldn't believe Sam Darnold that I had him so voice. low. That's okay. Dangles, I, I'm Dangles, fine. Dangles underrated. Dangles, Dangles didn't listen low enough. If you think Sam Darnold's <laughs> yeah, a top right? forty-seven quarterback. You 47? are correct, sir. Dangles. 47. Oh, I'd have to look back. I'd have to look no. back at where I put He's him, about but. 83rd. He's about 83rd right now. <laughs> All right, let's end with one more. I'll give my last resolution for the new year. And of course, it is for my Green Bay Packers. Listen, 
They sit right now as the one seed in the NFC, controlling their own destiny for the bye week, making everyone hopefully come to Lambeau before they make a final march to my neck of the woods, Los Angeles, for the Super Bowl. This is the last dance team that was promised. Aaron Rodgers, uh, uh, back-to-back MVP maybe, Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams somehow doing everything he can, even when Baltimore puts three people on him at once. He's still finding ways to catch the ball. But the last two weeks, they have found a way to somehow win one game against a backup quarterback, an injury-ravaged team, because they went for two at the end and didn't get it. And then the next game, played against Baker Mayfield, who threw three interceptions to them, but they had him. They had to make him throw a fourth in order for them to only win by two in that game against Cleveland. This is one of the best teams in the world in the second and third quarter, but the first and fourth quarter escaped them completely. And that defense is the walking definition of bend but do not break, and it is scaring me to my bones. And for this team, who again has Aaron Rodgers playing so well, has all of their offensive skill position players healthy, hopefully has David Bakhtiari, Jair Alexander, Zadarius Smith coming back from injury for this playoff run. Last dance, last chance with Aaron Rodgers. Who knows where he's going to be next year with Devontae Adams, as Dangle said, a free agent ready to walk out the door next year. We only have, if everybody is under contract, with a second worst team in the NFL in salary cap space in the year 2022. All I can say for these final two weeks in the last dance, last chance season, my New Year's goddamn resolution for this Green Bay Packers is figure it the fuck out. (laughs) out figure it out that's all i got please for the love of christ if i have to leave dangles's nfc championship party at halftime again i may never watch football figure it out (laughs) happy new year's it's time for gravestones that's it dub c to the g west coast gamblers coming up on five minute news i'm anthony davis You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. All right, ladies and gents, it's time for everybody's favorite game. It's time for Gravestones. This is the part of the show where each of the hosts here puts three teams into the ground and says they will not make the playoffs this calendar year. We've been doing it all season long, all season long. And so far on the season, all three of us have killed 10 teams. The Jaguars, Dolphins, and Broncos, Jets, and Texans in the AFC. The Lions, Giants, Seahawks, Bears, and... The Philadelphia Eagles, all three of us have killed. Philly's looking like they're making the playoffs. That's the key to this game. By the end of it all, we want to have 14 teams remaining that are all in the playoffs. Individually, we've killed some teams as well. That's because we go in order of how we did in the bets last week. Dangles is starting us this week. If he kills someone, Drew and I cannot kill that same team this week. Dangles on the season individually has killed the Raiders and the Browns, the Falcons, and the Panthers. I'm going second. I've killed the Raiders. I've killed the football team, the 49ers, and the Panthers. That 49ers one's still kicking me 
Drew, you're going last. You've killed the Steelers, the football team, the Vikings, and the Saints. Looking pretty good. Uh, all those teams are on the outside looking in. The key to this week is we have two weeks remaining in the regular season and four teams still to kill. So today and next week, it's double the gravestones, double the fun. Dangles will be going first and fourth. Drew will be going third and sixth. And sixth. <laughs> but that's it. The guy's calling us into the chapel. The guy, the priest, is calling the us into the chapel. The guy. Come on in, so guy. Tony raised, Tony raised Catholic in Boston. A he's guy calling you into a church. The guy's calling us in. Uh, he's got the holy water. We're all good. And we're sitting at the pews. We're bowing our heads. It is time for gravestones. Dear Father Guy, today on Gravestones, I don't have much to say about my first team here because we've talked ad nauseum about this football team. All I will say is that don't tie. If you're going to do something, lose. A tie is worse than a loss. The Pittsburgh Steelers do need to get with the times, and they'll have all offseason to do it. They're not making the playoffs this year. Interesting. Very interesting. A team that plays Pittsburgh this week and a team that threw two interceptions to my team. No, I'm sorry. Two. Two. Four interceptions to my team. Baker Mayfield, Kevin Stefanski, and co. With all the injuries that they've had, with all the COVID problems that they've had, I do think they lose to Pittsburgh this week. Yes, I'm betting on Pittsburgh once more. The Browns will not make the playoffs this calendar year. Believe land no more. Schaefer? In a completely fictitious world, Schaefer the Sharp cast a big lot, a massive lot, that a Harbaugh would be in the playoffs on December 30th. But not John, Mr. Jim Harbaugh for the University of Michigan Wolverines. Of course, this is a fictitious world. This bet didn't actually take place. But I will say that Michigan is in the playoffs on Friday. And John Harbaugh's Baltimore Ravens will not make the playoffs. Sorry, Lamar's ankle. Sorry, Mr. Huntley. Damn you, COVID. Damn you, teaser. Ravens. Not get out of the nest. Well, got a couple of options here. <laughs> got a rainy day team I've stashed in my back pocket. It'd be super easy to kill them right now. But I don't know if I want to do that. Instead, I'm going to save them one more week. One more week. And instead, rid myself of purple fever. I'm going to get my booster. I'm going to get my vaccine. I'm going to get my shot, and I'm going to be done with it. 90% uh, effectiveness. Very, very, very helpful. The Minnesota Vikings need a new head coach. It doesn't make sense for them necessarily to be bad when you look at some of their positions. They've got some players on that team. But Kirk Cousins ain't it. He's not it. Mike Zimmer ain't it. they got to figure this out in the offseason if they want to compete. They are who we thought they were. They are who Matthew Collar told us they were. Mm. They are not a playoff team. Goodbye, Minnesota. 
Well, Drew, since you took uh, Baltimore from me, I thought I'd be able to save them and get them past the keeper here at the fifth spot. Alas, I need to dive into an NFC team that you also are probably looking to kill. Tim Boyle threw an interception on the six-yard line to lose the game against this team, and somehow they're still in the playoff race, race to being a bottom 30 DVOA unit on every side of the ball. Matt Ryan and co. Shit's going south, and you ain't got it, pal. R.I.P. Atlanta. Shave for the Sharp. Close us out. Love going third and sixth. Um, okay, <laughs> well... We're going to go to, uh, since we're in church, I got to confess my sins. And in order to do that, I need to go to Sin Sin City, where I've been to one uh, good friend's bachelor party uh, for the first and second time in six years apart. Uh, But I'm going to Allegiant (laughs) Stadium. (laughs) I'm going to Allegiant Stadium. And uh, this Raiders team, uh, not high in moral fiber of their head coach this year, and, uh, you know, their now interim head coach kind of he, he actually does look kind of like a, uh, a middle school youth pastor in his own right with a bad tan. Uh, this Raiders team is destined to finish nine and eight right on the outside looking in. So uh, viva Las Vegas. Happy offseason. And with that, that's the end of Greg Stutz. What a day. West, 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 West Coast Gamblers. All right, folks, that's all for the Tuesday Week 17 show. For Schaefer the Sharp, for Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, my name is Tony Cavallo. We are the West Coast Gamblers, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and the only gambling show that makes you money. And we'll be back on Thursday to make all the bets you need to cash some money this week and maybe even some bets on the college football playoff. I know Drew's hankering to see what happens there. But that's all we got for this week. As always, thank you for listening. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning, or have never even heard of paddle, or Padel, as it's called in North America. This is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the Pro Tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Vamos!